your road. Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by Andy's Frozen Custard. Kelsey at the 20, 15 to the 10, and into the end zone, touchdown, Kansas City! On your weekday home for Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Mitch Holtis. Official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Once the run of boot being chased by Chris Jones, he is wrapped up and eaten by Chris Jones. Here's Jay Binkley. Ah, yes. Welcome in. What a football game. Good morning to everybody. Since we have gone over to morning, Jay Binkley, Jed Marshall producing the operation. Chiefs get a nice 20 to 17 win over the Titans and move to 6 and 2 on the season. Buffalo Bills uh, lost today. Uh, Josh Allen, a couple fumbles and a couple interceptions. We'll get to the comparison of Mahomes and Josh Allen in just a few minutes. But what a what a fantastic football game! You know, you heard you heard Mitch talking about Colin Saunders there. He led the way on Chiefs defense, a defense that gave up just one first down and ten yards total in the second half. Friday night, Jed and I were uh, in here doing a night show. I was talking about Colin Saunders. I wanted to spotlight him. Nobody talks about him. And then look at what he does, the attitude and disposition he brings on this defensive line. Sensational effort by Colin Saunders in this Chiefs defense. And I get it. They were going against a rookie quarterback, rookie third-round pick and Malik Willis. But you know what? He's an NFL player, and he is backing up. Um, he did show some good time when he got out of the pocket, running the football a bit. Uh, he's got a strong arm. Who knows? But we all know what happens to quarterbacks making their first start at Arrowhead Stadium. They were winning because of Derrick Henry. You know, Derrick Henry, 115 yards. But the Chiefs bottled him up in the second half. Remember last year in Tennessee, they held him to three yards a carry. It's not like he went off for 500 yards against the Chiefs. But to score 2017, Chiefs have to win this game in overtime. But let's be honest, this game should not even have gone to overtime. Had Harrison Butker <laughs> made an extra point... Had Harrison Butker made a 47-yard field goal, that's four points. Chiefs would have won this game without even worrying about going to overtime. It wouldn't have mattered. They wouldn't have needed to go. But what a hard-fought effort. This was a crazy game. And I'll be honest with you, probably my favorite game of the year. It showed some physical toughness, physical game between both teams. Uh, it was annoying with Cleet Bakeman. Um refereeing this game because I thought uh, I thought he well he, he's he's a clown and he's got more penalties thrown than any other officiating crew but Patrick Mahomes put this team on his back and whenever you hear the MVP talk you know that Josh Allen really doing well Manuel Acho you don't know, speak for yourself talking just two weeks ago he's got this video out I cut the audio that Josh Allen does some things physically Mahomes can't do and now he's the best. Then tonight, Emmanuel Acho, former player, tweets out that he wishes that uh, he could have seen Jordan in his prime because he feels like that when he's watching Mahomes. Well, duh, you idiot. He's always been this good. Through 70 games, Mahomes has more touchdown passes than any quarterback in NFL history. And all of a sudden, I'm tired of these clowns and Sam saying, oh, man, we're witnessing history. Well, then why are you bashing him all week? No, Mahomes put this football team on his back, 509 yards of total offense, 509, 446 through the year, 
third most passing attempts tonight in NFL history. And oh, by the way, 63 yards on the ground. And that touchdown that he ran in, that two-point conversion, that was the difference in this game. Mahomes running, he's it, just smart running. He, he knows where the seam is, knows where the hole is. He just makes smart runs. He knows when it counted, what he had to do. And you know what? He got the job done once again for the Kansas City Chiefs. And once again, don't forget last year. You know, this team was 4-4 four and four after eight games. 4-4. Four and four. They had already lost to the Ravens. They got hammered by the Titans, and they lost to the Bills. Remember? Remember last year? You probably deleted your tweets since then. But the sky was falling. They were 4-4. Four and four. They've lost all these tiebreakers to all these teams. Then my favorite words, then what happened? Oh, the Chiefs played the AFC title game at home. Hmm. How'd that happen? Because Tennessee was the number one seed, and they choked in the playoffs. But Kansas City sent a message tonight that even in a bad game, they're going to find a way to win. And here's the thing. We look at it 509 yards, but this offense did sputter at times. They could not run the football outside of Mahomes. They could not run the ball unless it was Patrick Mahomes. But they sent a warning that if the Chiefs aren't on their A game, they're still going to win. You know, Buffalo wasn't on their A game. They lost. That's what happens. And I know the Bills beat the Chiefs, but it's a long season, man. Who knows what's going to happen at the end of the year? Number one seed still in play for the Chiefs. Buffalo finds a way to choke on choke. And who knows about um, the elbow of Josh Allen, how that's going to go. He didn't bang it up at the end of the game. But it's a long way. Don't forget the Buffalo Bills last year lost 41 to 15 at home to the Colts down the stretch. They lost in Jacksonville, that terrible Jacksonville team last year. Teams find a way to lose. Yet the Chiefs had their stinker against the Colts. And tonight, just nothing was working offensively. You know, in the second quarter, Derrick Henry started busting runs. Malik Willis started busting runs. And then all of a sudden, this second half was the best half I've ever seen this Chiefs defense play under Steve Spagnuolo. Maybe the best half of football I've ever seen the Chiefs defense play. They get one first down in 10 yards in a second half in overtime. Think about that. Think about how just dominant that was by this defense. The offensive line, Mahomes scrambled around a little too much uh, tonight. I did feel that the defensive line of the Titans you know, really dictated a lot in how the Chiefs offense went. Tennessee came in winning five of the last six games against the Chiefs. For some reason, they just had the magic elixir uh, for the Chiefs, and they were one of two teams. Patrick Mahomes, think about this. In his career, he's only lost two games in the regular season, two, where the Chiefs lost by more than one score. That's it. With the touchdown or two-point givers, two games in his history, Titans were one of them. Bills were the other. Find me Aaron Rodgers. Find me Tom Brady. Find me Joe Montana. Find me any quarterback throughout time that's gone on and won a Super Bowl that's never been beaten. But even last year in Rodgers' MVP year, he was hammered in week one. You know, quarterbacks get beat a lot. Mahomes doesn't. But anyway, enough of me. Now time to hear from you in what we call no huddle. Let's go no huddle. Edward Jolaire gets the handoff. Off the first hit, off the second hit, off the third hit, and into the sweet nectar of the end zone. Taking your calls now at 913-586-7610.
That's right, Silverstein Eisner. Phone line 913-586-7610. Same as J Southland Tow Service text line 913-586-7610. Let's hear from you guys. Let's go out to the phone lines. Let's go out to our guy Reggie in Anaheim first. What's up, Reggie? Hey, man, how you doing? How you doing tonight, Bink? Good. How are you? I'm doing cool, man. After that uh, that win, I had to get out and get some get some cardio in. I got a lot of nervous energy. I can't sleep, so I figure I just stay up and listen to you. Um, I think that tonight was a was a an important win. Uh, it keeps us in the contention for the number one seed. Uh, it also puts more pressure on the Bills, who quietly the AFC East seems to be the best division in football. So they're going to be getting pressed by the Dolphins, and as you've seen the Jets today, so. Uh, I do appreciate Miami at least making those moves to keep pressure on Buffalo. Uh, Patrick Mahomes went God mode tonight, uh, and you saw what happens when he's – I've been begging him to just use his legs more, man, to extend those drives. And tonight he used his legs and uh, created back-breaking plays for for their defense and for a great plays for our offense. Uh, I felt like our offensive line, you know – they got their butts kicked in the first half, man. That defensive line turned us into a one-dimensional team. We could not run the ball no matter who was back there. Um, but in the second half, uh, again, Mahomes goes God mode. And my last point tonight is uh, Harrison Bucker, man, he's starting to piss me off, bro. Like, like seriously, like, he can, he can make a 75-yard kick but can't hit a 20-yard Field goal, and as you pointed out earlier, we left four points on the board. This game shouldn't have even what have you gone into overtime. overtime. Nope. What have you yeah, even gotten so overtime? I'm, I'm, I'm getting pissed about that. And then the last thing I wanted to say is my Jayhawks are both eligible. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, I will see y'all bowling, baby. <laughs> there you go, Reggie and Anaheim. Right there. Yeah, four sacks tonight for the Tennessee Titans. And you may think about it. You, you do realize the Chiefs had given up the second fewest sacks in the NFL this year, right? I mean, it's hard to believe that sometimes when you see Mahomes scrambling around. But Kansas City came in only giving up 12 sacks. They give 25% of their sack total tonight. 12 sacks is all the Chiefs have given up this year. 31st in the NFL. So it may seem at times that Mahomes is scrambling around. Here's the deal. Watch some other games. You'll see other quarterbacks scrambling around as well because <laughs> all teams but one have given up more sack or fewer sacks than the Kansas City Chiefs. Tonight, not a good example. The offensive line uh, kind of manhandled time by the Tennessee Titans front. Let's go back to the phone lines and talk to Big T and Shawnee. What's up, Big T? Big T. Big T. Going once, going twice, gone. Sandra in Phoenix. What's up, Sandra? Hey, I just uh, had a vibe of what Patrick must have said to that huddle on the last drive. It's over when we say it's over. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Oh, Thank the animal house. <laughs> I just stopped screaming right before this phone call. I am so psyched, and I have no voice left, but I had to call and lay that one down because I knew you'd get it. Thanks, Bink. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed the game tonight. Here, here's the thing about it. This was This was... A frustrating game at times. Can you imagine how many people text different things that you probably regret to your friends about this game? Because you probably gave up on this game. A lot of people did. And this is what's been going on. You got to see your text line. 
I mean, it's a dumpster fire. Actually, it's being nice. People giving up all the, this team, man. What's going on with this team? It's a bad coaching. But then they win. Aren't we used to this? I think it all started in 2019. They had a double-digit deficit every game in the postseason, including the Super Bowl, but they found a way to win. They were down 17 to the Raiders, yet found a way to come back and win. It's like they don't give up, and they keep things razor-sharp, razor-close. Again, Patrick Mahomes only lost two games in his career when it was more than one score. I mean, that, that is absolutely ludicrous. The fact that teams really can't run away from the Chiefs because they find a way themselves the way to keep in these football games. Now, I wish deep down that they could run the football because it would give Patrick Mahomes a little break. 68 throws he had the night. It'd be such a luxury to turn around and hand the ball off and get positive yards on it, but it didn't happen tonight. I mean, it was Mahomes and Mahomes only. Clyde Edwards. Five yards rushing. Isaiah Pacheco, five yards. Jared McKinnon, four. Mahomes, 63. Again, Mahomes carried this football team today, as he has done plenty of times. Let's try again. Big T and Shawnee. What's up, Big T? Hey, hey, not much, Bing. Thanks for taking my call. I couldn't hear you when you when you switched over to me. But, um, man, what, you know, I, I call. I thought we were really going to put it to this team and kick their ass. But it was a dogfight. And, and our defense did kick their ass in the second half, Bink. You know, you called it. They they ran 27 plays. I think they had a total of 10 yards uh, from the second half on to into overtime. And Colin Sanders, man, it, you know, he's like a dancing bear out there. But he played well. Uh, you know, the whole line, Dunlap. Big Chris T, I've Jones, been talking about Colin Saunders for weeks. When I go on like and do a, little spots on 610, I'm like, hey, man, keep the name Colin Saunders in mind. This guy's playing. It was no surprise to me tonight. And I know that. You know, he's getting a lot of run tonight. People are talking about Colin Saunders and how good he looked. Didn't surprise me at all. From, from yeah, training camp put- on, this guy, you know, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, he had a great game. Not surprised at all. It's the attitude he's been playing with each and every week. Wasn't just tonight. No, you're right, Bink. He's growing as a player. You can just see it physically and mentally. And just his speed, he looks faster. He's going to be helpful down the stretch. <clears throat> we need him to play well. Nick Bolton was flying around there. And how about our secondary, Bink? And I know that was a rookie quarterback, but it's still a quarterback. Trent McDuffie's name doesn't get mentioned. That's a good thing. He's back in the in the mix. And, Bink, you're, you said it all. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the damn MVP. I don't want to hear nothing about Josh Allen. You saw him today. What happened? And it's going to happen again to that team. He was terrible. Except he did run the ball well. He did run the ball well. But as a quarterback, though, and he didn't. And he did. He ran the ball good, but so did our guy. We, like you said, over 500 yards, and, and, and he hit, what, 10, 11 receivers? Who does that? And I know it didn't translate over to touchdowns, but Patrick Mahomes, man, two-point conversion, many key first downs on his on his runs, a nice throwing touchdown to McCole Hardman again, and then, you know, the running touchdown, Bink. This guy is the MVP. Everybody, not Jalen Hurts. Look at who they've played, Philly. They haven't played nobody. I know they're 8-0, and it's the NFL – but it's 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 MVP Patrick Mahomes. He's the king of king of sling. Hell, he's running the ball. Jalen like Hurts has twelve bolt. touchdowns. Mahomes has over twenty. He does, Bink, and we got to keep rolling with this. We get the Jags next week, and and hats off to this team. That was a dogfight. You're right. That that Tennessee team, they got a good D. But how about Noah Gray, Bink? That was just a great catch by that young man. And Kelsey, he's just a bulldog. 
Let's keep it rolling. Thanks for taking my call. And way to go, Kansas City Chiefs. Way to, way to, way to put the pressure back on Buffalo. We're coming for you. We're coming for that number one seed. We're going we're gonna to reel this victory and party tonight and have a good time and listen to Bing. And as always, let's go Chiefs. That's the one thing about this game, too. If you're Buffalo, they're feeling horrible probably now in Buffalo because of, you know, they see the Chiefs find a way to win tonight. Buffalo found a way to lose today, and they're thinking, oh, Chiefs are 6-2, and two, they're 6-2. and two. Yeah, they have the tiebreaker, but their small margin of error. Slipping up like they did today, and I know the Jets have been playing good football today, good football this year, but the Buffalo Bills should have won the game today. They didn't. I mean, shoulda, woulda, coulda, they didn't win it. In this small margin of error in the NFL, the fact that, you know, now they, get, they, they, they will watch them pins and needles each week to see if the Chiefs win or lose. Because they're nervous about it. They're nervous about last year when they had to go to Arrowhead and play. Remember, they were the world beaters last year. Everybody loved them. When they beat the Chiefs last year, oh, man. Then, of course, they go to the Titans and lose the next week. This Titans team was number one seed in the AFC last year. And the Bills, yes, they're sweating it and they're worrying about it because the Chiefs just keep winning. It's what they do. We're going to take a timeout right now. We come back. Pete Swinney, Editor-in-Chief, ArrowheadPride.com, next. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Jay Binkley, Jed Marshall, producing the operation. From the Jay Southland Toast Service text line, 913-586-7610. Help me feel better. Our offense and special teams need some changes. <laughs> what changes they need? Listen, Tennessee is no joke. That was a 5-2 and two football team. What do you expect? It's like baseball. What do you expect? A no-hitter every game, and if there's no hitter, then you're trash. You do realize, don't you, before you start sending your hot takes and your tweets to your friends and you go into work and you talk to your coworkers about, oh, this offense needs some – what the hell are you talking about? They're the only team in the NFL averaging over 30 points a game. Number one offense in the NFL – your point is, oh, you don't have a point. That's right. Let's go to the phone lines and talk to the editor-in-chief, ArrowheadPride.com. He's, of course, our Chiefs insider as well. And not only that, just an absolute great guy as well. Uh, Pete, I wonder what Pete thinks about this game tonight. I wonder what Pete thinks about all this stuff. But uh, anyway, we'll talk to Pete Sweeney, ArrowheadPride.com right now. What's up, Pete? How you doing, Jay? What's going on? Uh, you know what? I'm just, it, it, you hear the same things I do. You know, people melt down. They freak out. You know, the, the Chiefs have to win by 40 every week or they suck. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think it's it's one of these things where uh, we, we are seeing the growing parity of, of the NFL. And, and I think even, you know, sometimes when you have a matchup where it's Patrick Mahomes versus a rookie in, in his first start, you just assume, okay, this team should roll over them, and, and it should be easy. Um, and I, I think you, you saw the challenges that, that sometimes happen in the NFL where, you know, you just meet a, a really good defense and a really good front. The Titans didn't really have to blitz uh, a lot to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. They, they made the run offense really just non-existent in, in a sense. But you get toward the end of this game, you're down eight points. It's, it's really looking grim, and the team is – largely just not playing well. And for me, it's one of those things where you're going to have days like this, and I think good teams win when you, you, know, you play well, but the great teams can win when you play poorly. But I think we got one of those games tonight. You know, there's 17 games in the NFL season. 
no game is exactly alike, but I think the Chiefs realized the opportunity they had in front of them. And I, I know that we're, you don't want to talk about Buffalo all the time, but this is Buffalo versus Kansas City every week now. And for this opportunity to be in front of them and for them to get really close to blowing this, where if Buffalo dropped the game, they probably shouldn't have. And all of a sudden the Chiefs could tie them in record and really put the pressure on them to win each and every week. And I, I think they were able to do that at the end. And, and it was mostly because of Patrick Mahomes and Mahomes essentially saying, we're not going to lose this football game. I wrote on Twitter, and it, and it seemed to uh, be very popular, a very popular take, that he basically took over the game like an NBA star would, where he realized, okay, I'm, I might need to do a lot of this on my own. And you saw the three scrambles, and one of them was for a first down, and you saw the scramble for a touchdown that reminded you of the AFC title game. And then with all the flags, they, he was able to get the two-point conversion himself as well. So he got him back in the game, and, and finally the defense picked it up in, in a big way, and, and you saw that in overtime, and Harrison Butker came through. No, he did. If you're Buffalo, you got to be freaking out a little bit too. You know, because you, you see the Chiefs, and just when they want to feel good, just when they want to feel good and have a better record than the Chiefs, and then they got the tiebreaker, they go out and today, Josh Allen fumbles a couple times. Uh, I, I don't know, have you heard anything latest on his elbow? I haven't heard anything yeah, except that I, I think this is something that, you know, you're going to have to monitor. I, I it, You know, from what I could tell, it, it seems like he's going to be able to, to play through it, but you wonder how much it impacts him. And I know what you're saying in, in the idea that Buffalo has the tiebreaker, and I, and I completely agree, and you still have to do some work if you're Kansas City. But I think now it's it's constantly on, on the mind of the Bills, and, and it's going to be a thing where they're they're watching the Chiefs and Chiefs are chasing them. But, and there's nine weeks to play. It's not like we're – you know, two weeks away from the playoffs, and all Buffalo has to do is win two games. It's going to be blow for blow with Kansas City. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not necessarily thinking that Kansas City is going to go undefeated the rest of the year, but now if they do and they continue to win games and Buffalo slips up once, it doesn't matter that they won at Arrowhead. Uh, the playoffs will once again roll through Arrowhead. So you, you've shifted that pressure back to the Bills, and when you get that injury news, you never know what can happen in the coming weeks. And, and the thing about it is you rewind to last year at this time, Pete. Through eight games, Chiefs are 4-4. Four and four. They'd been trying to climb. They're three and four. They got back to four and four, but they had losses to the Ravens. They had losses to the Titans, and they had losses uh, and a loss to the Buffalo Bills. Not a good situation, right? You look back on that and think, oh, there's three teams that could be ahead of them, you know, seeding the playoffs. But you know what? Football does work itself out. And Buffalo, there's no margin for error. They, Kansas City's putting pressure on Buffalo without even playing them. Yeah, and I, I think the problem for the Bills, and, and they got a very big win at Arrowhead, and I, I think we all can admit that, but the problem for the Bills is it, it just came so early in the year, right? And, like, if the the Chiefs and Bills had been going blow for blow all season, let's say that happened in week 16 versus week 6, then you, you could say, okay, pretty much all bets are off so long as Buffalo takes business. They're going to have the AFC playoffs run through Buffalo. But there's just so much time left, even when they, they got the win, and, yeah, they were in control, but they would have had to win out. And, you know, I, I was listening before, and I, I think Reggie put it the right way. The AFC East looks to be far more impress yeah. impressive than the AFC West, which we didn't, we didn't really expect. We expect the Chiefs to, to have to have a big challenge each and every week, and it, it does not feel like any of the teams in the AFC West are in a way worth worrying about. Now, anything can happen in division games. I'm not saying that the Chiefs should necessarily look past the Broncos, the Chargers, or the Raiders. But the challenge is, is it feels far greater for Buffalo because 
You're going up against the Bill Belichick Patriots, who are always interesting. You're going up against a revamped Jets team who is, it feels like, at least a year or two ahead of schedule now with that defense. And the Miami Dolphins are doing what they're doing with Tyree Kill leading the way. And, and for you know Buffalo to already have a loss against them and needing to see them again, it's, it's actually a tougher schedule for Buffalo. And I was among them that said, I, I think the Chiefs are going to be in trouble because I think they're going to have a real tougher schedule than the Bills. But that's the NFL. We're surprised by different things each and every year. And it's, it's a break for the Chiefs in the sense that they're in a little bit tougher of a di- division right now. And I, I think that plays to how the rest of the season could go. Oh, and by the way, next week the Buffalo Bills had to play the Vikings, the 7-1 and one Minnesota Vikings. So you're right about that. So it doesn't get any easier uh, for the Buffalo Bills. This game tonight, Pete, I haven't seen the Chiefs' defense. I, I know they're playing Malik Willis, and we, we all know what happens to quarterbacks making their first start. He started last week, but the first start at Arrowhead Stadium, rookie quarterbacks, yeah. it doesn't always go well. But I, I was trying to think of when I've seen a more dominant. It's hard to think of one because when a team only gives up 10 yards and one first down, I, I can't ever remember a half as dominant as that. No, and you know what? I I I just think that sometimes when you're preparing for two quarterbacks, you can get caught off guard a little bit. And I, I mean, I've no, I noticed this, I think tonight, in, in my opinion, I, I felt like very clearly the, the ceiling for this Willis kid is higher than that of Tannehill. Right. And, and I, I think that what they need to do is, is look themselves in the mirror, maybe after this season, because I, I do believe it's still going to be Tannehill's job, but they need to build their offense around what Malik Willis does well, similar to the way that Baltimore was able to build their offense around Lamar Jackson. And I, I just think that this could be a kid that they can really build a program around. And, and if you are a defense first team and you build around that run option type of game, that RPO type of game, who knows what could happen uh, in Tennessee, you know, that you start to get more receivers around him now that you've lost AJ Brown. Um, but you, you saw glimpses of that tonight. And, for a, a while in, in the game, they weren't throwing a lot, but he was doing enough for them to, to win the game. And it didn't seem too big for him. And, I, you know, I think he has a, a bright future despite being a, a third-round pick. So we'll see how that, that tends to go. But, look, at, like that's the thing about the NFL. I mean, anything can happen, and anyone can play good or play well on, on any given night. And I, I think you saw that. And, look, uh, I think any Titans fan and anyone in Tennessee would have taken – being up by eight points in the fourth quarter, it's just Patrick Mahomes got him just like he gets a lot of people, and you can't give him even a little bit of that window open because I, I think you'll see him take advantage of it, and, and there was a lot of refusing to lose tonight, uh, and I, I the Chiefs won because of their other world, otherworldly quarterback, um, one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen, if not the best quarterback we've ever seen. Did he did he supplant himself uh, with Jalen Hurts now as the two uh, two? Uh, did he pass Josh Allen today uh, because of what Allen did and how good Mahomes was in prime time? Because I, I feel that he did pass Josh Allen tonight. And he probably not going to be odds wise. I think he played better. Yeah. He, I think he passed him tonight. To me, I I would be surprised if he's not the favorite sometime soon. I don't know if that's going to be tomorrow. I don't know if that's going to be. You know, a week from now after they play the Jacksonville Jaguars. But, I mean, very clearly you're seeing that he is putting together MVP performances. Now, if the Eagles are, would continue to win and let's say they were able to go and have an undefeated season, it would be hard not to give it to Jalen Hurts. But I just think from an eye test standpoint, like would you rather have anyone 
other than Patrick Mahomes. I understand the year that Hurts is having. I understand what Josh Allen can do. I'm not disrespecting them, but I, I don't know. I try to wrap my head around it from a non-Kansas City bias. It's, it's tough to do, of course, just living here. But how could you deny Patrick Mahomes is, is the most valuable quarterback, the most valuable player? I, I think in moments like tonight, you really realize that. And, and this team, you know, let, let's be honest here. The Chiefs had no business winning this game. They were not playing well. And uh, he was able to, to will them to, to do that. And that's what great teams do. And I think you also have to take an equation. Hopefully they will. But Tyreek Hill could set the record for most yardage ever by a wide receiver. And you take him off your offense and yet your offense is still number one in the national football league. Um, A a positive too. We'll we'll get to the the negative here with the running game, but Juju Smith Schuster, 10 catches tonight. Uh, This is on the heels of 124 and 113 yards receiving 10. The most he's had with the chiefs 10 for 88, but Juju's really starting to come into his own and really be a reliable receiver for Mahomes. Yeah, and I think you're seeing, like, how much Mahomes trusts Juju. And as we just mentioned, Tyreek Hill, because that's such a theme of this year. I know, you know, people are kind of sick of hearing about him. But we're talking about him almost like in a positive life for Mahomes and, and what he's been able to build with these new receivers. As you can see, Tyreek Hill in his own right, even playing with Tua, is just one of the most talented receivers of all time. The Chiefs decided to move on. I think he wanted to be elsewhere. He wanted to move on. He wanted to try to be more of a star. And to his credit, he's been able to do that. But I think here back in Kansas City, what you're seeing is Mahomes being able to work with anybody. And the idea that you can replace Tyree Kill with a Juju Smith-Schuster and a Marquez Valdez-Scantling is, is just so impressive because what Mahomes is showing and, and what – like, for example, you're seeing in Green Bay where Aaron Rodgers is not able to work with, with these new receivers is you can surround Mahomes with different versions of the Chiefs. And that's not just going to be a this year thing and the next years to come. I mean, this is a quarterback who wants to play into his 40s. You know, that's another 15 years. So this isn't, you know, this might be era two of Patrick Mahomes, but, you know, at some point this sucks to hear, but Travis Kelsey's going to retire, right? Uh, eventually, Juju... And McColl, one of the two, probably are moving on next year. I don't think Marquez Valdez-Scantling is going to be necessarily on this team past his contract. And then you're going to have another band. And I think what you're seeing right now in Era 2 is that he's going to be able to win with different cast of characters. And if you go back to the Brady Patriots, you saw him win with different casts of, of characters. And then he was able to go to Tampa and win as well. And that's what the greats can do. And I, I think what will be really the most impressive is – now in this post-Tyreek era, if he's able to go as far as to win a Super Bowl without him. And I think there's nights like tonight where, sure, the Chiefs were favored by 12. They should have won by a lot more points. But they also could have lost this game. And Patrick Mahomes refused to let that happen. And I I think that just is is so impressive. And, you know, you go back to the Tyreek thing. Winning with different different partners, to me, just proves that you are one of the the greatest players of all time. And, you know, it's – it's fun to witness because we're, we're still really not exactly in Mahomes' prime yet. And, and with that to come, uh, it's just it's just a fun time to be a Kansas City Chiefs fan. And what is it now, 23 straight games in the months of November, December for Mahomes? That's that right, 20, 23 in a row. 23 in a row that so, Mahomes has won in November, what? December. When, it went, when football really starts to matter, he's won 23 straight. Once the yeah, once Thanksgiving rolls rolls along, or the Thanksgiving season, uh, that's when Patrick Mahomes uh, decides he's going to win those games. And 
as you as you know, and, and this is how the NFL works, um, and just because of the scheduling, the games get more important as you go because you can start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And so when you can start to see, okay, how can we build win after win and, and maybe have a chance to be that, that AFC first seed, uh, I think that's when Patrick Mahomes realizes, okay, let, let's turn it on. And, and I, you know, I keep going back to the Bills. I just think, you know, Mahomes realized that the Bills had lost today. And I, I just didn't think that he was going to let that opportunity to tie that record and have nine games to play pass him by. And I, I think that's what you saw in those scrambles tonight and just willing his team to victory when everything wasn't really going so well. Uh, and that's just a credit to him and, and what he's been able to do in Kansas City. And last but not least, Pete, how about a guy, Colin Saunders? I've been building this guy up for weeks. What he did tonight It's not a surprise to me because I've been talking about him the last, you know, last month or so, really the whole season, about how he's just a different type of guy. Yeah, it started in training camp. Yeah. Um, I, You know, he- heading into St. Joseph and working through my progr- pro- projections, they brought in Taylor Stallworth, and for me, when I was doing my, like, 53, I, I just, you know, I said to myself, mm-hmm. you know, it's probably going to be one of these guys, and Saunders might get cut. I mean, that, that that's just where he was at. And he came to camp in shape. He looked really good. He went from, you know, player number 53, in my mind, to, like, in the mid on the team. And then he earned his spot, and he has gotten more opportunities with, with Turk out for the year, and you're seeing what he's been able to do as he's starting, starting to get more and more snaps than Derek Nottie. And I, you know, I, I think a lot of us had written him, written him off and I think he realized that. And I think he used that as a motivating factor instead of leaning into to that part of it. And you saw it all come to fruition tonight with, with that really, really important sack. And you saw the emotion from Colin Saunders and you can hope that he can build on this and, and continue to be this type of player for the chiefs and kudos to him because I, I think, in a lot of ways, his Chiefs career might have been over, and instead, you know, you're you're wondering if the Chiefs can find a way to re-sign him because he's he's kind of come into his own finally. And so, credit to him for for staying with it. And, and you're right to bring him up, and just an incredible story that uh, this might have been someone that that the Chiefs moved on from, and he's become a really integral and important part of this team. Great stuff, Pete Sweeney, editor in chief, ArrowheadPride.com. His appearance presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. America's number one sports book and the official sports book of 610 Sports Radio. Good stuff, Pete. We'll talk to you later, my friend. There <laughs> you go. Pete Sweeney never lets me down with that. When you take a timeout, we'll always hear from you. Of course, we'll hear from inside the locker room as well. And touchdown Kansas City, the voice of Mitch Holtis coming up next. Kansas City Chiefs moved to 6-2 with a 20-17 overtime victory over the Tennessee Titans. Patrick Mahomes, 509 total yards. Unreal stuff. The guy that everybody says is the MVP, Josh Allen, two fumbles a day and a couple of interceptions. Like Emmanuel Acho uh, from um, Speak for Yourself that went on saying Josh Allen can do things Mahomes can't. Um, no. Mahomes can win Super Bowls that Josh Allen can't. That's for sure. And then tonight he's talking about how Mahomes reminds him of Jordan. I haven't seen anything backtrack that fast. Mets beep, 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 bus backing up. Uh, People that uh, Mahomes just continues to wow and impress. But he put this team on his back and gets the win today for the Kansas City Chiefs. And right now they they made Buffalo sweat. Because, again, when the trade deadline happened, 
and you see these moves that are being made, moves are being made to beat the Chiefs. That's that's how you know who's a real team and who's not. Not not what the media says, but the people in the front offices making the moves. That's what matters, their perception of your team. Not what, you know, clowns like Emmanuel Acho or, you know, NFL Network crew or ESPN, any of them. Any of them with hot takes. Skip Bayless. You know, hot takes. Colin Coward, hot takes. Those don't matter. What matters is GMs around the league. What do they say about you? What moves are they making to beat you? Moves were not made to beat the Buffalo Bills. I'll tell you that right now. Moves were not made to beat the Tennessee Titans. Moves were made to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And you take a guy like Tyree Kill, who's having a fantastic year in Miami. Going to probably set a record all time for yards in a season by a receiver. He's going to go over 2,000. You take him out of the offense, yet the offense is still number one in the NFL. Because I, I see this text like, oh, we got to worry about the offense, don't we? Because what, what? Because they weren't perfect for a game? Do we forget that they just put 44 points on the number one defense in the NFL before the bye week? They put 64 points. They played the number one and number two defense in the NFL in Buffalo and Frisco in two straight weeks, scored 64 points, averaging over 32 points a game against the top two defenses in the NFL. Hmm? They got a problem there? They were off tonight, out of sync. They gave up way too many sacks. They gave up four. But you know what? Only one team in the NFL came into this game giving up fewer sacks than the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a bad night for them. 100% bad night. Uh, let's go to Neil and Lone Jack. What's up, Neil? J-E-T-S. Jets. 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 Man, what a frustrating game, but what a beautiful result. Um, I mean, as bad as it looked, Patrick still had 509 yards of total offense. Five, that's college stuff, man. 509 yards of total offense. He was incredible. I agree with you 100%. He is the MVP of the league. He has to jump over Josh Allen after the performances today. Yeah, they didn't score a lot of points, but 509 yards of total offense, and he completely 100% took over and willed his team to victory. Yeah, and this offense that people are worried about because it was slow tonight, it it will be by far and away the number one offense because there were two right behind Buffalo, but they were number one in points scored in the NFL. Well, when you think about the yardage the Chiefs put up today, yeah, they're going to add to that. You know, we could sit here and we could complain about the offensive line, and they were bad tonight. And I could sit here and complain about us not being able to run the ball for a third and one on multiple occasions, not just tonight, but throughout the season. It's getting so frustrating. And that part but, does bother me, too. Sorry to interrupt you there. That part does bother me, too, because outside of Mahomes, they couldn't run the football. And yeah. if you want the best out of your half-billion-dollar quarterback, you need to be able to run the ball and give him a break. Seriously where you can turn around and hand off and you have success. Because, I mean, listen, they're getting by with what they're doing because Mahomes is the best quarterback, best player in the National Football League. But if they had a compliment, and you know what? And, and a player should be able to run because defenses are so worried about Mahomes. You're not seeing an eight-man front. If you're running back for this team, you're not seeing the eight-man front. A running back should want to play for the Kansas City Chiefs because all the attention is on number 15, not the running game. Especially, I agree with you 100. percent And I, I missed uh, I missed uh, Reggie earlier, and I'm sure I'm echoing some of the thoughts that he had. And I'm sure it was an amazing call. And Pete Sweeney, you do an amazing job. Jay, I thought it was great of you to bring up Colin Saunders. 
He had a great game. The one thing I will say about the defense, even though they didn't give up a lot of points, it's still Malik Willis. Yeah, maybe they could have done better point like this. But what drives me and my buddy Jason crazy is they don't tackle sometimes. You know, it's like, I mean, Nick Bolton had that one blow-up play, and I got to give, I believe it was Justin Reed that made an open field touchdown saving tackle on Derrick Henry. And I think, I think Thornhill got one too. Um, so those are great individual plays, but as a team tonight, they tackled like crap. I wish we could get somebody from the Titans. Neil, 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 Listen, second quarter. Yes. Second quarter. They had trouble stopping Derrick Henry and stopping Malik Willis, but how can, how can we, how can we even entertain the thought? This defense gave up 10 yards and one first down in the second half. Honestly, it's the most dominant half of defensive football under Andy Reid that we've seen yeah. in Spagnuolo. The, the most dominant half, no sec, most dominant half of football. So any criticisms of the defense, I, I, I won't accept. Listen, okay, I know everybody's fair. got opinions, I'm but I, I won't accept any criticism on the defense tonight. I got you, brother. I understand, and I agree I'm with you. Um, I just wish, you know, the tackling was a little bit better in the first half, you know, and, and even in the second half, yes, they dominated, but they still, like, couldn't get to Malik Willis, like, on the first or even second try sometimes. They did sack him, but it was, like, the third guy getting there. But anyway, Jay. Neil, you're being too critical, goal. man. You're being too critical, Beautiful man. Goal. Enjoy life. Once Smile, again, man. Once again, oh, hey, I'm smiling. Trust me. I'm, I am so all happy right. with this all result. Right. The result is beautiful. Yeah. Right. And once again, one more time for for, for pair however you say it. Um, J E T S Jets 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 and that A T E. Congratulations! Stuff. Keep beating those Buffalo Bills. Boys. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They still they they lost to Miami this year. The Buffalo Bills. They still got to play them again. Oh, by the way, the Vikings are seven and one. That's who Buffalo has to play this week. Who knows about Josh Allen's status? But yeah, Buffalo's going into that game where the Chiefs had the Jags. And I get it, any team can beat anybody on a given day. Who would you rather play the Vikings or the Jags next week? And, and the Chiefs are breathing right down their neck. Like the Chiefs are in the Buffalo Bills because that's all they worried about in the offseason. That's why Von Miller's there. Because that's all they've been worrying about is the Chiefs. In the 13 seconds. I mean, seriously, that's all they talk about there is the Chiefs. The, the ultimate kryptonite for them. And now the Chiefs are dancing like Fred, Fred Astaire in their head each and every week that they play. Because remember last year, just again, rewind, 4-4 four and four last year. They'd already lost to the Ravens, already lost to the Bills, already lost to the Titans. Things looked bleak, didn't they? They were losing all their seeding, and they were just 500, and people were melting down. Oh, what happened? They go to the AFC title game. Do you realize that Patrick Mahomes has been in the AFC title game every year he's been a starter? And you know what? There's not a single quarterback in the National Football League ever that can say that. No, not one. He's done it. And his two losses in the FC title game happened in overtime. So he hasn't even lost in regulation in any of those. Unbelievable stuff. But right now it's time to turn our attention and listen to the game recap is the touchdowns that were called by Mitch Oltis. It's time for Touchdown Kansas City. Hartman waits for a block, and he gets the 15-10, explodes, dies, the Jets has landed the plane. A highlight-filled summary of the game with the voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis. Touchdown Kansas City! Touchdown Kansas City, brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's Tully time. 
Can't wait to hear this one. As called by Mitch Holtus, every week there's surprises. And if you're not uh, watching the game with the radio on with Damon and Mitch and Kling, you're doing it all wrong because it makes the game a lot of fun to listen to and really just a staple of Kansas City is the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtus. Chiefs get things started. Harrison Bucker with a 23-yard field goal. Butker, three of five on field goals this year. Of course, had the injury in the first game of the year against Arizona. No score. A 23-yard attempt is good, and the Chiefs lead here 6:47 on a time-eating drive. And that was a time-eating drive. 15 plays on that drive, going 69 yards, taking 8:13 off the clock. That was the only score in the first quarter. Kansas City three, the Tennessee Titans zero. By the way, they had zero rushing yards. Tennessee did in that first quarter. Of course, things changed in the second quarter. They were able to get the running game going, but just five seconds in to the second quarter, it was the Chiefs striking first with a touchdown. The line of scrimmage between the seven and the eight. Quick snap, they throw it right flat. Hartman in the backfield. Jitterbug moves, stretches out near front pylon. Touchdown, Kansas City. Hartman, who had the three TDs against San Francisco, gargles the sweet nectar on the Chiefs' first touchdown of this game. McCall Hartman has been gargling that sweet nectar of the end zone. Four touchdowns now in the last two games, including three against number one defense in the NFL before the bye week. Nine plays, 79 yards, 430 off the clock on that seven-yard touchdown strike from Mahomes to McCole Hardman. That put the Chiefs up nine to nothing. Harrison Butker missed an extra point as he missed a 47-yard field goal as well in this game, leading four points off the board. Chiefs do not go to overtime had they made this extra point. So a very crucial extra point missed by the Kansas City Chiefs in this situation. The Tennessee Titans, though, would get on the board next. Malik Willis, the rookie, barks out a call. Now he vacates the uh, quarterback position. They're going to direct snap it to Henry. Goes on the right side, lunging for the end zone. It's a touchdown for Tennessee. So the direct snap to Derrick Henry goes for the TD from four yards out, and the offside penalty against Kansas City's Chris Jones looms big. Derrick Henry, that four-yard run, direct snap. Remember last year he got a direct snap and threw a touchdown pass that caught us all off guard. Seven plays, 74 yards, 407 off the clock, making the score Kansas City 9, Tennessee 7. 10-48 in the second quarter there. The final scoring of the first half would go to Tennessee taking the lead. Second down, goal to go. Football at the one. Henry the tailback. They got a tight end in front of him. Henry tries the left side touchdown. And the Titans have a lead of 13 to 9, getting big plays here. They would make the extra point, making the score 14 to 9 at halftime. It was a five-play, 79-yard drive, taking 250 off the clock. The Titans uh, would be the only ones to would, would lead off the scoring in the third quarter and extend that lead to eight points. Randy Bullock is 9 of 11 this year on field goals. This will be a 44-yard attempt from the far hash. And Bullock's kick is good, and the Titans had three points on the board with their interception of Mahomes off the deflection, the pass to Kelsey. That put the score at 17 to 9. Tennessee over Kansas City. Would, be a, would need a touchdown and a two-point conversion for the Chiefs, but the Chiefs did not score in the third quarter. Nice slugfest. It's a heavyweight fight going on in the second half. And again, 
dominant performance by this defense. Simply dominant. One first down. They gave up just one first down to the team. With Derrick Henry back there, with King Henry. One first down, 10 yards. But then the fourth quarter, Patrick Mahomes put this team on his back and didn't look back. Third and nine, Chiefs at the 14 of the Titans. Tight slot left side. Kelsey flexed to the right side. Mahomes stepping up. He's going to scramble 15. He's at the 10. Cuts back inside the five. Mahomes rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. A 14-yard scramble for a touchdown. Mahomes kept this drive alive with a 20-yard scramble, and now he gives the Chiefs a chance to maybe tie it on a two-point conversion. It just timely runs by Patrick Mahomes that came at the right time. I looked up his, he had 63 yards rushing. I was like, has he ever done that before? He did have 69 yards once against the Buffalo Bills because I was wondering if that was his uh, best ever, but uh, he has had a 69-yard rushing performance. But, of course, they had to go for two and get it to tie the score up. 17-15, Chiefs down by two. 2.56 to go in the game. Chiefs going for two to try to tie it. Mahomes holding it. Now he's going to sprint for the far side at the pylon. Did he get in? Are they going to give it to him? And they give it to him for a two-point scramble at the far front pylon. It's Mahomes running the ball to tie the game after running the ball to get the Chiefs in a position to tie the game. So it sent the game to overtime. The Chiefs get the ball first. Weren't able to score a touchdown to end the game. They had to settle for this, which would be the final score, the final scoring in the game. 4.07 to go in the overtime. Harrison Butker missed a PAT earlier and a 47-yard attempt. He made a 23. This will be put down at the 18. This is a 28-yard attempt to try to give the Chiefs the lead in overtime. Winchester ready to snap it. Placement down by Townsend, and the kick is good. The Chiefs have a 20-17 lead. If they hold the Titans on this drive, they'll win the game. At 4.04 to go in the overtime. They held them, and they won but that was uh, that was how that happened. They, they, there was this moment, too. There was this moment in the game. And shout out to Travis Kelsey because this was a great moment in this game. McKinnon stays in. Half back right. Ball will be snapped on the center of the field. Two by two. Chiefs want to throw it. Mahomes now fires it right side. Kelsey peels inside. And he's inside the 15 into the 14-yard line. A gain of eight. Kelsey with that NBA move with the catch and then a quick twist inside. A pivot out and then turns back inside. And Kelsey now 105 yards on 10 catches. And Kelsey is now tied Rob Gronkowski for the most 100-yard receiving games in NFL history by a tight end. There you go. Tying up Gronk right there. And, yes, those are all the touchdown calls by Mitch Holtis. But there was the Tully touchdown of the game brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Raise a glass this week's Tully touchdown with Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Let's hear it one more time with Patrick Mahomes, you know, putting the team on his back, you know, getting the ball in the end zone on this 14-yard touchdown. This was the Tullamore touchdown of the game. Third and nine, Chiefs at the 14 of the Titans. Tight slot left side. Kelsey flexed to the right side. Mahomes stepping up. He's going to scramble 15. He's at the 10. Cuts back inside the 5. Mahomes rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. A 14-yard scramble for a touchdown. 
Mahomes kept this drive alive with a 20-yard scramble, and now he gives the Chiefs a chance to maybe tie it on a two-point conversion. And he did, but that was the Tully touchdown of the game. Brought to you by Tullamore Dew, Irish whiskey. So raise a glass this week's Tully touchdown with Tullamore Dew, Irish whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. We'll take a time out. We come back. If you would like to chime in, you can. 913-586-7610 is the phone line, Silverstein Ice Center phone line, plus the J. Southland Toe Service text line as well. We're here inside that locker room as well when we come back. Go back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Jay Bankley, Jed Marshall producing the operation. 20 to 17, Chiefs get the victory over Tennessee. 20 to 17. And, you know, Tennessee, you know, this wasn't like the Chiefs are playing the Lions today. They had won five straight. It was the number one team in the AFC last year. Now, I don't know why they got rid of A.J. Brown. That doesn't make sense. But regardless, uh, nice win by the Kansas City Chiefs today. Oh, and shout out to my guy Chase, who drives five hours as a season ticket holder to go see the Chiefs play. Now, that is the dedication we're looking for on this show. But now it's time to head inside that locker room. Is uh, Sounds of the Game brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. And Willie Gay, it is nice to have him back. You know what? Here's the other thing, too. Frank Clark's gone. Remember these? this is a game that he had to miss? He's got to miss two games. But Frank Clark wasn't in this game, and he'd been playing well. But you didn't notice it today, the way this defense played in the second half. Here's Willie Gay after the game. All right, Willie, second half, they had their biggest play was seven yards yep. and one first down. What did what this defense do to turn it up? You just got to keep doing what you're doing, man. You know, you'll never be perfect, but uh, you stay consistent and do it's nothing nothing special you know just do your job and stay consistent like i just said and things eventually fall in place staying after was that the biggest message you guys had defensively tonight oh yeah like i just said stay consistent man you just you know we in the nfl teams gonna make plays but the main thing is different when you out of a gap or somebody miss one block or i mean one tackle or you know skip a gap too far this way or that way and that's 15 yards on the one play right there so once you Eliminate those small details, man. You look like an unstoppable defense. So, that looked like going into this game, this was going to be a physical, hard-fought game. Exactly how that turned out for you? Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, like Coach Slager said, uh, beginning of the week, it's going to be a 15-round battle, and it was. <laughs> so, yes, sir. Bet you love nothing more than going out there as a defense at the end, knowing that you guys got to finish the game in overtime. Oh yeah. We we you know sometimes people. People like to look at us as we we depend on offense. So, you know, to to go out and play so good the second half, you know, it's it's big for us as a defense. You know, confidence. You know, and just knowing that we can do, you know, whatever we can we want to do, as long as we just stay disciplined and do our job. You so. kept the game in check for the offense though tonight, right? I mean, that's about as complimentary as you can get. Right? Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, uh, we trust them because I mean, our offense still I feel like the best in the league. You know good night or bad night you know uh whether things clicking or not i still got faith in we still got faith in them and i know that they're gonna get the job done like they did and you know we gave them a chance they gave us a chance and we both uh you know uh, came out strong at the end so what you see from your defensive line especially late getting after getting after uh, willis and get some sacks there late to shut it down i'm sorry your defensive line there late it really came to play oh man just four man rushing just just all out just Giving it everything they got, honestly, there's nothing more to it, man. Uh, and just 
it's like I said, giving it their all every play. So, what does winning one like this mean? What can this mean down the stretch for you guys? Oh, we just keep rolling, man. You know, it's a good team we played. Uh, we know what they wanted to do. 22, obviously. You know, he's a good player, but uh, you know, to, to to come out with a win, tough win like we did, like I said, give us confidence and let us keep rolling on to the next week. So you go, Willie Gay, second on the team in tackles, tied for second actually with five tackles tonight. Willie Gay was all over the place, made a good presence as well. But yeah, Nick Bolton was the guy Friday night talked about had to be the key to this game. He had 15 tackles last year against the Tennessee Titans. And he loves, loves, you know, being able to go against uh, Derrick Henry. But uh, 56 times now the Chiefs have played the Tennessee Titans, even going back uh, to the Houston Oilers. Um, Chiefs now leading the series 31 uh, to 25. Andy Reid was 2-9 and against the Titans, gets his third win tonight. Titans had won 5 of 6 against the Kansas City Chiefs. They just had their number except, well, tonight, and football happened between these. And I just look at this, and I, I think of this game and last year what happened in Tennessee. That really got me thinking. I, how many times has Mahomes you know, lost a game by more than one score? And obviously a Tennessee game is one of them, but twice. Twice in his career he's lost by more than one score. I mean, it is, it is insane um, thinking about just kind of what he's been able to do um, in a short amount of time, things he's doing that no quarterbacks have ever done. What did suck is Cleet Blakeman was the um, officiating crew tonight. Um, according to Rick Goslin, he put this out here. Uh, hardest on home teams in 2022 with an average of 7.3 penalties per game. Chiefs got three penalties more than that. Um, this crew is called the second most penalties this fall. And, uh, you know, it's kind of embarrassing, too, because the Chiefs, 28th in the NFL in penalties. Only 37 penalties coming into tonight. Seven games, 37 penalties. This game alone, 10 penalties by the Kansas City Chiefs. It's embarrassing. Uh, There's a lot of ticky-tack penalties. Uh, what's funny is they, they missed some that probably should have been called uh, but weren't, but that's what happens when Cleet Blakeman uh, calls the game. Justin Reed from the defense spoke as well after the game. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. All right, Justin, tell me a little bit about this defense. They had one first down in the second half. Yeah. The biggest play was seven yards mm. in the second half. What did you guys do to, to shut that thing Just down? resilient. We came together at halftime. We, we came together, we talked about it, we said nobody needs to go out and play any hero ball. We just need to come out, do our 111th, play physical, throw the first punch, don't catch anything, don't let them run up on us, and play our brand of football. You know, we have a we have an identity that we made a claim on that we, on the defense we wanted to be at the beginning of the season. In the first half, we weren't that defense. But, you know, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. We came out in the second half, really dug our nails in and played really resilient defense, gave ourselves a chance to win the game. Especially those defensive linemen up front, what did you see that they were uh, they were getting after in the yeah, second half? Yeah, it was half? tough, man. Tough, physical guys, gritty. They do all the dirty work up front, and, you know, they clean it up for us on the back end. So uh, a lot of credit to them, really a lot of credit to the whole team. Um, offense making the plays when we needed to at the end of the game to win. Special teams shifting the momentum. That was a huge play by Dion. Uh, 26 on that kickoff to really shift the momentum. And I think that's what really kick-started everything um, for us to get that 
momentum going to take the game to overtime and then eventually win it. So it took all three phases. It took everybody buying in, um, and we did that. That felt like a long day at the office. Did it feel as long? Definitely, guys definitely a long day at the office, man. You know, uh, this was a physical game. Guys are going to have to, you know, lick our wounds and get ready for another tough one next week. What does it mean to win one like this? What yeah. can that do for you down the stretch? Just continue to keep stacking them. I mean, I'll take it back to the beginning of the season again. You know, I'll take it back to the Colts game and how defense, we had a chance to finish that defensively and we didn't. And then we come back and we start finishing games um, throughout the season. Raiders game, came back and finished it. Now we're finishing this game. Um, so this is definitely a stepping stone for us to continue to build with. Um, we just got to keep riding that. In overtime, you ha still have to come out defensively without getting the touchdown, obviously, and playing mm -hmm. defense. That's something you relish, though, that you guys knew you had absolutely. to make a stop there at absolutely. the end? Absolutely, absolutely. You know what I mean? We, we have the confidence in ourselves defensively. Um, we know our offense is full of superstars, and they're going to put up points. Um, but in the chance that they need us to come out and make a stop, we have confidence in ourselves to go out and do that, too. All right, on the flip side, uh, your quarterback tonight just kind of using his feet, doing whatever he can to get it done. Does that personify a little bit of this entire team? Exactly, just gritty. Find a way. You know what I mean? It's not always going to be pretty. Um, but all W's count the same, so we found a way to do it, take care of business. Brand, that's Justin Reed. 100%, they all count the same. It was pointed out to me um, by our uh, great texter, Emily, that the, the posing in the end zone, I mean, all teams do it, you know, they do it when you get the pick or whatever, but yes, the Titans and the pose. I mean, it looks silly when you look back on it now like the 49ers did in the Super Bowl. It's kind of like, mm. you know, I, one thing about Derrick Henry, when he scored, you know, he just you know, scored and went back over to the sideline. I mean, but the Titans uh, did have that pose in the end zone. When we come back in the Arrowhead Pride post-game show, we'll hear back inside that locker room and hear from head coach Andy Reid. And welcome back. Chiefs get the win 20-17 to over the Tennessee Titans. The Kansas City Chiefs will face the Jacksonville Jaguars at noon next Sunday. Actually, then 325, 325, 325, three straight games at 325 against the Chargers, the Rams, and Cincinnati uh, before, before playing Denver 720 on Sunday night. I don't know if that'll be flexed or not. They may think, okay, Mahomes and Mr. Let's Ride, Russell Wilson, uh, will be fun. I will say this, though. You know, the Bills and Jets will be on that day, too. And with Jets beating the Bills, eh, you never know if that game uh, gets flexed. Instead, but then it's uh, back to three straight noon games, Houston, Seattle, and Denver. And then the Vegas game hasn't been uh, determined yet what time that that will be. Said so back inside that locker room, all audio brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's head coach Andy Reid. We really don't have a lot of injuries to talk about. Uh, Deion Bush. Uh, tweaked his left knee a little bit, but not not too bad. And then Jalen Watson really just got face planted in uh, in the dirt and got dirt in his eye and eyes. And uh, but he, everything worked out okay. All in all, listen, we appreciate our fans and the great job they did uh, tonight. I mean, they were right with us the whole way. Appreciated uh, the way the defense played. Uh, we were we were bringing it, bringing it, bringing it, and uh, they tuned it up the whole second half. And I thought really did a nice job. And then offensively, the guys battled. And, uh, you know, we're fortunate to have Pat and, and Kels. And uh, that continuity between those two is something I mean, it amazes me every time I have a chance to watch that. So, um, and then, listen, I, I can go back through. But the main thing was we won a game where we were behind a bit. 
It was a struggle. We were up and down, and the guys all hung together. And you got to win this. I mean, you got to be able to do this. And so um, we accomplished that. With that, time's yours. India Patrick's run on third and 17. I mean, you've seen that sort of thing out of him before, but how much did you feel like that sort of changed the game at that point? Yeah, but that was a that was a good one. Um, and they turned their back on him. They were playing man coverage, and and so they turned their back, and he made some things happen. That and the two point play, I'd tell you, uh, were nice jobs. A um, couple of the catches that Kels had. Uh, Noah had a couple of nice ones. When a game's sort of like that, do you need a moment or two like that to just sort of reverse things? Yeah, because everything wasn't smooth, right? It was up and down, and so. Uh, you've got to kind of persevere through that, the lows, and then uh, somebody's got to step up and make a play. I mean, that's that's what has to happen. And, and obviously the Titans have a great defensive front, um, but what did you think of your offensive line tonight? Yeah, Sam, I thought in the past game we were pretty good. I mean, I thought I mean, we had 91 plays, and I think he threw at least half of that, right? So um, I thought... For the most part, they did a good job. I, that that, de- that defensive front is something. That's a special group. Um, and Vrabel knows how to use them. I mean, you know, that's a that's a dream for a defensive coordinator when you when you got a bunch like that. And really, they're too deep there, so you know, they can they can roll eight of them out there and keep them fresh. I ask you also about both your fourth down decisions. You converted at the end of regulation, and then with the overall time. You just take us through your decision. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a it was the right thing to do. I'm glad we made them. You know, those are always a little bit risky, but I thought it was important um, for a few reasons. But I mean, I thought we could get it. And then two, um, you know, I remember the last time we played them. You know, or the yeah, last time we played them. So. You saw a different dimension from Pat today through, I think, almost 70 passes. Uh, yeah. Any doubt in your mind of how he would respond in that kind of situation when you relied on him as heavily as you, you did tonight? Yeah. Yeah, we weren't, we weren't getting too far with the run game. And uh, so we thought we'd need to throw it a little bit. And um, I, I've seen him do that in college a few times. And did pretty good. but Defense. In that second half, only one first down, got put in a tough spot after the interception. What sort of adjustments did they make there at halftime to kind of? You really, with the exception of the two long runs, I, I thought they played well the whole time. I, I just, uh, yeah, he got us a couple of them. The guy's going to be a future Hall of Famer. I mean, he's going to he's going to bust a couple and uh, on you. So uh, you just you want to make sure number one, you chase him down, which we hadn't been able to do before. We, we when he busted it, he took it all the way. And we were able to catch him, and uh, but really, with the exception of those two long ones, they didn't get a whole lot. Now they've got a young quarterback that I think is going to be a real good one down the road. So um, you know, but uh, he did some nice things too. He can run, likewise. Credit. I was just going to say, how much admiration do you have for Vrabel and the way he built his team? He comes in here shorthanded tonight with a quarterback. Completes five passes yeah. and makes you come from behind in your own state. Yeah, no, that's right. He, um, he and I have been on a couple of committees together, and so I've got to know him, and I appreciate him, and uh, played against him, you know, with some of the teams I was coaching, and um, and he's got tough guys. He, he and he's some of his toughness is obviously uh, 
been been put into his scheme, been put in, uh, incorporated with, uh, you know, into his players. So I mean, it's. Um, I, I just I, I think he does a heck of a job. Good football coach. Overtime completion from Patrick to, to Kelsey there, where he's a little bit off the side. Just take me through your vantage point on that play, what, what's called. And Herbie was going to ask that question. <laughs> Herbie shaking his head. Um, well, the, well, I'm not even sure. I would, Sam, I wasn't listening to the whole thing, but I presume it's the one that he came back on to grab. Yeah, so um, <laughs> that was a great play. So, I mean, there's not, it, I mean, you don't have that part drawn up, but. He, uh, I thought he did a nice job with it. What's your sense about what, what what's a little off with uh, Harrison Butker? Just a couple things. That... Yeah, I, don't, I mean, you're gonna have one night like that again. He battled through it and ended up winning the game, really. So I mean, yeah. But he... you, you, obviously, when you've had a couple go awry, I mean, coming through at the, at the end is. Something else. I yeah, mean, I'm sure it's a yeah. more of a psychological battle. Yeah. And I felt like at the beginning we were kind of everybody was off just a little bit. I mean, coming off a bye against a team that's won five straight games in a row. I, mean, I don't really care who's playing quarterback; they just beat a team with the same quarterback. So I mean, it, it's uh, uh, you got to be sharp. I mean, they're coming in with a whole lot of emotion and and uh, confidence, and so we're, you know you get back in and you got to battle through some things like that. Awesome. He, he kind of made the same look at. That was a trick, the one to Watson. That was a little, that's a, you saw how he ran back. Yeah, that was more of a trick play. But uh, McColl did it. Um, listen, Sky's going to be okay. He's just, he's never done it before. <laughs> Here we're going to throw you in in the National Football League. There's going to be some hiccups there, but he'll be all right. He's still practicing, and he took, I think, the first one up there, so, or at least was back there for him. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. There's head coach Andy Reid following the game. As far as the AFC West, the Broncos on a bye week. Chargers win by three over the Falcons. And the Raiders blew another 17-point lead. Check this out. 628 regular season and playoff games before Josh McDaniel's arrival. Three times they'd blown the 17-point lead. Number of games Raiders lost after leading by 17-plus in eight games with Josh McDaniel. Three times. So the history of the Raiders only three times. Josh learning that three times. Nice job. Nice job, Josh. There's a, that's the rest of the AFC West. Chiefs and Jags next week. Jed Marshall. Once again, congratulations to Mr. Jed. Thank you, my friend. Hey, no problem. Anyway, thanks for staying up. Good morning, and uh, enjoy your Monday because it's Victory Monday. Later.